I'm Tom Hendrickson from MyITCareerCoach.com, where we build great tech careers. And welcome to Tech Career Talk. Today, we're going to talk about being a leader in technology with Matthew Zock. Matthew, introduce yourself to the people here at Tech Career Talk. Hello, Tom. My name is Matthew, and I am a, a senior engineering manager at a, at a company called Workiva. We're based in Ames, and it's a new thing for me, but I, I also hail from some government um, contracting companies for the last uh, 15 years or so. Yeah, we worked together, it seems like quite a few years ago, but working on government contracts back at IFMC and you kind of transitioned to a couple different companies there. So you've been, you've been a manager for how long now, Matthew? 2005 is when I broke into that. I don't know why, I just remember that very clearly because it's kind of a big deal, you know, when you go through that, so. Yeah, so I guess to you, what does it mean to lead technology teams? Well, specifically, I grew up in the software uh, technology world. So what, what I, when I was a developer and I watched managers that I thought were strong, it occurred to me that those managers and leaders were former technologists, uh, specifically former software developers like me. So when I crossed into the management space, that's kind of what I always told myself I wanted to do. I wanted to be a developer's manager. And... Um, you know, help in the productivity of those people because that's who I was. And I knew how little things like inefficient things or bureaucratic things that would get in the way um, make a big difference. So just try to focus on that and um, see where it took. So. so along with that, Matthew, what kind of pain points do you face being a leader of technology teams? Well, we're, we are professional learners is what we are, right? So that's the biggest challenge is trying to not um, become obsolete, um, to stay current without sacrificing your operations. And so it's this blend of this pipe that's on the left is, you know, the operations if or the, the new stuff that we want to change to and then on the right is what pays the bills and it's, it's like trying to constantly kind of feed the new stuff through the pipe uh, without uh, busting anything too major and then on top of that there's this whole layer of oh yeah it's a huge competitive field and <laughs> retaining staff hiring staff is is like a permanent um, duty as well so, so you're That's juggling a lot of balls yeah yeah yeah, people and then technology both, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that because I know it seems like wherever you go within the United States, at least, and it seems like it's a worldwide thing, but technology workers are in demand everywhere you go. And then the, the pay, you know, it's this constant uh, question you have to ask yourself, are we compensating enough for that in the culture? Sometimes it's not even pay. You know, you mm -hmm. could lose and attract people purely based on culture or the technology. So it's like a manager is challenged if, they, if that person can't control necessarily the technology they're working on or really the culture or the pay it's like how do i hire people you know so that's why it's i think yeah, you'll see people like myself or or yourself or any developer that will go or manager that will go to a place that has those things kind of figured out and then it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to recruit mm -hmm. lots of things involved there so i guess Matthew, what advice would you give to someone new starting out in technology? Oh boy, well, um, get a good mentor. 
that's the name of the game at the beginning. I haven't seen really too many people be super successful without that. I think anyone can name a mentor that they started off with. Um, and then what I used to say when I was at the beginning of my career, people kind of laughed at it, but I don't, I don't know. It's probably not as funny, but I like to be the dumbest guy in the room. Like that was my goal, right, is to um, orient myself to the strongest people in the organization and follow their lead and look what they're doing. So kind of number one, be a mentor, find the mentor. Number two, be observant because uh, you want to watch the people that are the stars or the future stars. Um, and then from the people that I've seen um, do well, some of it's just natural talent. You can't control that. But the stuff you can control are things like outside. Um, so like the technology spectrum that we talked about, your, your company or your organization may be in a certain place that you can't control. But what you can control is the innovative things you're reading about. Mm -hmm. You can play with that on your own. You can bring that to the table and then be potentially the change agent. Um, and when you are, like if you have a, someone who can support you in that, it's, it's a really rewarding experience then because now, you know, you've made a difference. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point to kind of seek out those innovations. I, I like what you talked about, you know, kind of being the dumbest person in the room or at least finding people that can challenge you that maybe are operating at a level above what you're doing and, and maybe see how you can, you know, raise your performance, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been on both sides. I've taught people, coached people. That's rewarding. Um, mm -hmm. I'm in a place now where I'm kind of learning again and haven't yeah. been in a while. And, and it is a little scary, but then you're like, wow, you know, these things are fresh and mm -hmm. they're going to be in demand maybe three years from now. And, you know, that's the thing. Like our goal is to not be able to make it to retirement without being obsolete. You know, that's what I yeah. tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always challenges. It seems like something new coming down the pike, as you mentioned, and we need to learn and, and kind of keep up with our career. We can't let those things fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. So as you, you remember back and we talked a little bit about when you first became a leader, what advice would you give to someone new as a leader in technology? So that's a tough transition, and I think most people would say it is. Um, just because you're a good technologist does not mean you're a good manager, um, and vice versa. Um, but there, I do still hold that opinion, though, where I prefer to have a former technologist. So it's kind of this weird, you know, it's, it just kind of depends on the person. Um, so someone referred, and I'm not going to be able to rattle off the title, but like there's a book or two that are written by people that went through the transition where you were the individual contributor, you were the expert, and now you're maybe this tech lead person or you're or a staff manager yeah. and things like drawing up a meeting and, you know, how to measure someone like it's very uncommon in an, an adult life time where you have to provide criticism to another adult. You know, how many times mm -hmm. do you really do that in a very, and so learning to do those things. There are some book things you can do, and I think there's some decent ones. Um, but just like you have that mentor for the technology, mm -hmm. having a strong manager, a mentor for the management side was like critical for me. I can, you know, there's two people that jump out for me that may, I can still cite some of the behaviors that I try to emulate in them. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a tough transition. I think I've also seen examples where people cross it and 
you know, sink or swim kind of deal. And if just because then they struggled mm-hmm. and they come back and that doesn't mean a fail. That just means that's not right for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in fact, like one technical person, he was kind of a terrible manager. And then he came back and he told me, you know, um, it was a great thing that, um, that that happened and he loved what he did now. So, yeah. I mean, it's just that you have to have the right, perspective when you're looking at that yeah kind of a humbling experience that helps you understand that you know maybe you can't do everything and that's that's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. yeah so matthew as we come to our closing here do you have any closing thoughts to share oh i don't know i think um it's it's fun it's a fun environment technology in general um the demand is high um i'm trying to get my kids in as much STEM as possible. Um, and even, even then, like, even though you might be exposed to it for a long time in the academic space and the, the official training space, I, you know, I just had a college graduate, you know, tell me that 90% of what he learned was on the job still. So yeah, as much as you can prepare as much as you want, but uh, you have to just be willing to tell yourself, I'm one of those professional learners and I'm going to learn from others and I'm going to learn by myself and it's never going to stop. <laughs> so yeah. if, if that's, if that's something you're up for, it's a pretty exciting space to be in. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Well, thanks for coming on, Matthew. You're welcome. If you have any questions, please email me at Tom at my and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. I'm Tom Henriksen from myitcareercoach.com, where we build great tech careers. And thanks for watching Tech Career Talk.